0: Lindsay Gordon is a successful and respected entrepreneur in the real estate field. She has flipped over 100 properties, as well as managed, sold, and got performing over 1,000 mortgage notes. Currently, she is residing in Puerto Rico with her husband and two-month-old twin boys. Her life is busy, that's for sure, but she is showing no signs of slowing down anytime soon. Her boys will be learning about the real estate business before they can crawl. Let's just get right down to business. The Joe Roberts show. This This is the Joe Robert Show. The Joe Robert Show. The Joe Roberts Show. Hello, Lindsay. Thank you for joining us today. I am sure you're quite busy these days. I've known Lindsay for a number of years now, and we both moved to Puerto Rico at the same time in 2014. We started working together back in 2011 and have multiple partnerships that have realized great gains over the years. Lindsay, can you please start with giving us a brief history of your business accomplishments?
1: Hi, yes, thanks for having me. Um, I'm definitely honored to be able to work with Joe and uh, over the years, uh, we, I started when I was 22 uh, years old straight out of college, investing in real estate in the Philadelphia area. And with rental properties and flipping houses. And then from there, we decided to invest in distressed second mortgages throughout the US. And uh, the best part about that business is I saw the ability to work virtually and to um, create a more scalable business model. And from there, we were able to grow immensely and uh, move to Puerto Rico because of that and take advantage of tax benefits. From moving to Puerto Rico, uh, we were able to start investing in commercial properties and various uh, residential properties throughout the island and to take advantage of the tax benefits here for properties as well.
0: That's awesome. Now, I know, I know some of your background, so I know you started some great financial habits uh, you know, since you were a teenager. Can you kind of give our listeners some background?
1: Well, I guess I was always a bit crazy, and uh, I guess anyone successful is crazy to start, right? Um, So when I was 13, I thought, well, if I need to be able to afford to live on my own, uh, what do I need to do to accomplish that? So I started working and um, building like little swimming lesson businesses, and just um, the most important thing that I found is I was fortunate, of course, to have a great family who paid for everything as a kid. So anytime I got money for birthdays or money that I made at work, I would just save it all instead of buying stupid things or going to the movies or something that maybe my parents might even pay for. I would just save my money and have them pay for it. And from there, I was able to even um, back in the day when CDs were really good, I opened up like a 7% CD when I was 13 at the bank myself. And um, just learned more and more about investing from there because I realized if I had the money and I didn't spend it, starting at a young age, I could gain a lot more money a lot quicker than other people who decide to save money starting when they're 40 or 50 years old.
0: So you leverage OPM or in other words, your parents' money?
1: <laughs> I guess uh-huh. so.
0: <laughs> so. you know, from from your lessons- yeah, I learned that Yeah that's good. So from your lessons in your life so far, uh, you know, what fin- financial habits are you going to teach your kids?
1: Well, I definitely am interested. Hopefully they just think the way that I do about like not frivolously spending money. Cause that's just easy for me. I don't, I have a hard time actually spending money. So hopefully they have that. If not, then, um, I'll definitely try to teach them from when they're just a few years old on, how to make money, uh, how they can have little jobs around the house or something. I think uh, there's a lot of missed opportunities in just giving kids money or giving kids an allowance for them not doing anything. I think they should have to earn uh, what they're getting. And even if they want to go do something fun, maybe there's ways that they could work towards that instead of just having everything given to them. Because a lot of people think that things will just be given to them in life, and it's definitely not if you you really want to make money.
0: I heard out of uh, on some other channel that bribery is a great way to get kids to do things and was uh, done by a university, a study from a university. And they said, you know, it's definitely something to use. And kind of what you're saying now is at least if you're going to get them to do things, you might as well pay them, right? And then have them take care of themselves and buy their own things.
1: Exactly. I mean, if you're going to, if you plan to give your kids um, the money anyway to buy a bike or to go do an activity with their friends, you might as well make it a learning opportunity.
0: Yeah. I got my kids started. They get a dollar here and there for doing things. I'm like, you guys got to start making your own money. <laughs> <laughs> once, they, once they start asking for buy toys or buy me this, then I'm like that. You got to start earning it now. We don't like that. that those kind of comments. At so,
1: what age did you start doing that?
0: Well, the one just started probably uh, more than last at age three, I guess three the other one doesn't have concept, but once they start, like I said, once they start asking for toys or realize when you go to a store and then they go, well, can you buy me a truck? Then that's like, okay, you got to start making some money, (laughs) you know? So let's get, uh, next, let's get into, uh, your note investing career, or I guess also real estate. Um, you know, how was it going from, you know, going to school, to becoming a school teacher, to jumping into real estate and having a career change and why, you know, you may advise other people to do the same thing.
1: Well, I think I was very fortunate um, to have a solid job. I I always liked that model. Even when I was 13 and didn't need that model, I would always um, teach swimming lessons full time where I got a like a check and I knew exactly at the end of the month, I would have X number of dollars. And then on the side, I would go and make actually hundreds of dollars more teaching private swimming lessons. But if someone canceled, I didn't have to worry or stress out about it because I knew how much I was already gonna get. And so I actually found that was very, really helpful when I graduated college as well, because I had a base salary. I didn't have to do any real estate deals. I could do them if I chose to, and I thought it was a good idea. And some people I saw throughout my experiences would feel like they had to, because they had to pay for their family and their kids. And a lot of times that's not the best way to make a smart investment choice. You should be making it because it's a good idea, not because you have to. And so um, I was able to transition from having a full-time job working nights and weekends, which of course at first is a lot, um, into making more money from real estate and being able to quit my my teaching job. So that way I already knew I was set every month with my real estate income and could grow that from there.
0: So from your experience in buying real estate, what are some lessons uh, that you've learned and some, or some tips you could give listeners if they're getting into the real estate?
1: Well, some lessons that I've learned in real estate is, there's two types of people I think, and then there's the people that are successful. I think there's people that just do things without thinking about them. And then there's people who think about them and don't do things. And then I think there's like people who are in the middle, which I hope I fall into, where I think about it strategically enough to just go and do it without overthinking it. Because if you, there's people who never even do a real estate deal yet, they probably know a hundred times more about real estate than I do. And then there's other people who don't know enough, aren't doing their research and are just getting into things that don't make sense. So I think that's probably my biggest thing is to find the balance and to take action. I'm definitely an action taker. And if I wasn't, I would still be teaching high school math in Philadelphia.
0: So as Nike would say, just do it? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's one of the best slogans, right? So, uh, you know, leading into your note career, um, you know, how do people get started in note investing?
1: Well, the biggest thing I found with note investing was It's a bit different than real estate. Real estate, it's a bit easier to find a property and to know you're actually getting a house and where it's at. Um, With note investing, you're buying the paper. And so when you're buying paper, you have to trust the people that you're buying it from. So I think networking in note investing is even more important than real estate because you have to trust that you're getting a legitimate product from the person you're buying it from.
0: That's good. And so, over your experience of Managing all those loans, you know, what are some key takeaways that, uh, you know, from your experience
1: from managing loans? Um, I think the biggest thing is to have first have an organizational system because with loans, you're gonna, you can manage more, especially the more organized you are. Um, I think another thing with loans that I found, if you're trying to negotiate the loan and trying to get them performing or getting them to pay, Um, is you have to be strong in negotiating and you have to see through what are lies and what is actually the truth by getting the evidence from the borrower. Um, So it might take 10 conversations, but if on the 10th conversation you find out that they had $50,000 in their IRA and they can use that to pay off their loan, then it was worth it to have the extra, extra calls and spending the extra time um, so I think it's very important to, um, like establish that relationship with the borrower.
0: That's good. And where, where do you see the, uh, you know, the note marketplace going here in the future, or at least your opinion of what's going on in the world?
1: Well, I'm hopeful that there might be more opportunities in notes again. Um, cause a lot of the opportunities came from 2008 during the financial crisis. So if we do have a little, um, if we do have more people that aren't paying their mortgages, maybe there would be more opportunity to buy loans at a discount again, and uh, to be able to invest in mortgage
0: notes. That's great. And so moving on to maybe one of the best lifestyle and tax opportunities, uh, you know, that's been available in a long time and your move to Puerto Rico in 2014. how, How did you make that decision?
1: Well, I was luckily, luckily I was, 28 single and I had bought a house, but I figured I know how to sell a house. So why not move to Puerto Rico and take advantage of the tax benefits? Because if you calculate how much money you could save each year, uh, it's like doubling your business right off the bat. And you don't have to work twice as hard. I found that I worked less and less and made more and more and saved more and more of it. So um it seemed like a no-brainer. I actually didn't even know much about Puerto Rico, but I came down and I found out that it's 80 degrees all year round. I don't have to scrape ice off my car. I don't even have to drive into an office. I can network with some of the most successful people that I've ever met that are more my age and not 60 year old men that are about to retire. So Um, everything about it was more than I ever expected.
0: So if someone wants to move to the island, where where do they first get started or, you know, figure out where to go or how to take care of business?
1: Well, there's definitely, we somehow by accident created some groups that were just started with a yoga group and they turned into like networking WhatsApp groups. Um, those are great ways to get started to figure out like where would be the best place for me to live and, um, you know, connect with other people that are here that have, or maybe in the same situation you are. And um, there's also a bunch of Facebook groups that are really good as well, um, for like newcomers to Puerto Rico and um, the Act 2022 uh, Facebook groups. Uh, They can help you to make decisions. Uh, But I think coming down to the island, staying in San Juan, seeing if that's a good fit for you. If not, maybe Dorado um, is also a good fit, um, because there's a lot of community there. And I think when you establish a community, here, you'll really love it and probably never want to leave.
0: (laughs) So you moved, you moved to Puerto Rico single, and now you have a family married there and two new ones. I mean, kind of, you know, go through how that's changed your life.
1: Well, yeah, it has changed my life completely. (laughs) Um, and I definitely feel like I'm in a decision where I could stay in the city where I'm close to so many people and my friends, um, or move to more of the suburbs. I still am not sure which would be best fit for me and my family, but I think uh, having a family here and raising kids here is, uh, everyone tells me it's easier. I don't have the experience to compare it to, but uh, they can wear the same thing all year round. It's, uh, you just throw on something or take them outside naked with a blanket and you can walk down the street. It's um, it's just nice uh, place to raise kids because I think it's a little bit easier and, Uh, There's a lot more kids, and they can learn Spanish and be bilingual before they're five years old. So that's definitely really important to me as well.
0: That's good. And so, what is uh, going on in the real estate market in Puerto Rico currently?
1: In Puerto Rico, there it seems like it's still a very opportunistic market. Whereas in the states, there's a lot of competition, a lot of hedge funds and large um, institutional uh, buyers that are purchasing real estate, which drives up prices and down the returns. So in Puerto Rico, uh, I think there's a lot more opportunity. We've been able to get in with all of the big banks, uh, buying directly from them, and we've been able to get really good pricing. And uh, even when I question, can we sell these properties? I sell those properties somehow. So I think there's the resale market is always there, even through me selling properties through Hurricane Maria and the earthquakes and anything you can imagine the properties still sell uh, even when you think it's going to slow down.
0: How do you think the market is doing in the economy in general with all the challenges it's faced over the last few years?
1: The market in Puerto Rico? Correct. I think, I think it's a, strong as it ever was since I've been investing here in 2015 I know before that you know pre 2008 the market was different a, a lot stronger and in the 90s it, it was a different market but from what I see now I don't see it going down I see it getting if not anything but better and better actually yeah so for it,
0: every, yeah for everybody listening you know just because what you see on the news doesn't Always dictate exactly what's going on in the economy locally. and uh, Puerto Rico has definitely been pretty strong from over the last few years when it comes to the real estate sales. So oh
1: definitely. And I think the biggest thing, I think they always want to make Puerto Rico look really bad. So anything you hear on the news, if you called me up and asked me about it, I would probably wonder what you're talking about because what actually is happening is is always different than what they're trying to portray. They're always trying to make Puerto Rico look bad.
0: And so, what are your plans moving forward here? You know, from here in Puerto Rico, what are you doing?
1: Uh, as far as investing or personally,
0: everything. <laughs>
1: oh, I don't. You live. You live in Puerto Rico. You don't have to have plans, so it's it's better.
0: <laughs> Always decide better. tomorrow, right? Always decide <laughs> tomorrow. But what do you? So, what do you think? What do you think is going to happen in just uh, general with uh, you know the, the lack of tourism and, and everything going on?
1: Um. It doesn't seem to affect the business that we're in with real estate because um, mostly everything I do is local, locally driven. So I'm still selling to people and people still have cash somehow hiding that they buy these properties with. And um, if anything, I think I found that people are, have nothing else to do right now. So they're really interested in fixing up properties um, as a hobby or project. Um, So I don't see it affecting what I'm doing per se. All
0: right, and what is, so to leave leave off with this final question, what is the biggest takeaway for our listeners that you can provide from your experience in investing your capital, growing your wealth, and minimizing your tax bill? Biggest takeaway.
1: Well, if it could be two things, I would say to start young and to take action, like calculated action that you can implement what you're learning directly to what you're doing and to start learning that when you're young, because usually when we're young, we have all the time in the world and then you get kids and then you don't have any time. So.
0: <laughs> that sounds great. And now for all of our listeners that want to reach out to you, what is the best way to get a hold of you?
1: Um, they could find me on Facebook. It's Facebook, uh, dot com slash lindsay l i n d s a y e gordon g o r d o n um they can message me there if they have any questions that's a great way to get me
0: all right why well, thank you for coming on today
1: thanks for having
0: me enjoy thanks for listening to the Joe Roberts show take these tips and insights that you can use to help grow your own personal wealth
1: and share them with a friend that could also benefit don't miss a single episode or updates Subscribe to our email list at joerobert.com. And as always, keep pushing yourself towards a more impactful life. The
0: Joe Robert Show. The Joe Robert Show. The Joe Robert Show.